The day is over, but the night has just begun. This is WTMJ Nights, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Here's your host, Brian Noonan. Well, good evening. Welcome. Glad you're here. Big night planned before Brewers Baseball. Want you to get involved in the program. You can do it. You know how, don't you? 855-616-1620. That's the WTMJ Talk and Text Line. If you avail yourself of the talk part of that, you'll be talking to uh, Justin. He's the big producer of the broadcast tonight. Uh, be nice to him. He's surly. We're going to find out why in a couple minutes. But uh, if you're nice to him, you might get through. I can't. I, I make no guarantees, but do your best. And if you're texting, hey, why not start off with the text question of the night? You know, it's springtime. Sometimes people's thoughts turn to spring cleaning. So what is your least favorite everyday chore? You know, something that you have to do all the time. You hate it. I don't, I will give you to start it out. Mine is changing the sheets on the bed or cleaning the bathroom. Those are my least favorite everyday, quote unquote, not, you know, everyday run of the mill home activities or home chores. So 855-616-1620. That's our text question of the night. Let me know. Uh, Justin, good to be with you again. Uh, I mentioned you were surly before we even started. You yes. uh, you seem out of sorts. Things yeah. are not going your way. What's happening? Nothing's going my way. I, pu- I pulled up the work, and, you know, I, I want to get some dinner because I'm going to be here late. Brewers sure. are playing in the West Coast. It's going to be a late night for me. And I go to the get some sushi, and I ordered the wrong food and i didn't realize it till i got my sushi and oh. i am not a happy man and we're, <laughs> everyone's like just go back go back and they're tell- yeah. they're telling me that while i'm shoving the first piece of sushi in my mouth and well that now you can't go back and i'm they like no, it's too too, too late too late for this but um not so it's not so bad that you won't eat it no 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 it's still good it's just i got I got a salmon roll, and I wanted much more on it, but I just got salmon and rice, so <laughs> not <laughs> not not too pleased. But you know what? We'll get we'll make it work. We'll get through it. Sure, of course. Well, listen, I, you're a trooper. We all know that. <laughs> you are really suffering from the ultimate first world problem that you've got the wrong sushi. Furious. Um, I don't know if your bottle of uh, you know rosé is up to your at the right temperature for your uh, <laughs> nice dinner. Is this from the place right outside? It is, yeah. Okay, yeah, they would. You could have talked to them. I know. Today, I should have unrolled my roll, or I should have. I should have. But you don't want to. You don't want to cause a fuss. You don't want to be a Karen. No, I'm not. I'm not really that type of person. Even at like a restaurant, you know, they mess up my food. I'll, I'll suck it up. Well, it's hard though because this was on you, right? It sounds it like was, you're the one exactly. who made the mistake, not the people. Exactly, and I, I know exactly what I did too. So, and I should have realized because my sushi was like five bucks cheaper. And <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I'm like, oh, okay, sweet. They lowered what, the price. Give me a discount because I'm a look at what's <laughs> exactly. happening. Exactly. Little, little something for me, my sushi friend. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. See, if they had screwed it up, it's easy to go back and go, hey, you know, and I, 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 pro- this I and probably would have just because I get food there all the time, right? But, yeah, but no, if you make late. a mistake, you yeah. can't really go back and go. Listen, I was stupid. I want you to fix my mini, my meal. <laughs> exactly. 
I don't know how to order anymore. What? What? So you just got a basic salmon roll? Yeah, and I wanted like the salmon avocado roll, and they put oh, like sure, yeah, they put some like uh yeah, yeah. yum yum sauce or whatever that is on top of it. <laughs> yeah, I know that's nice. what it's called, but is that the dumbest name for a food item? Yeah, I hate like when I'm ordering at like a <laughs> any, any kind of place, and I'm just like yum yum sauce, please. Will you put yum yum on my nom noms, please? Some <laughs> chicky duggies. Okay, sure. Yeah, what are you, th- seven? It's good, and, though. Uh, it's really good. Oh, I love I, it. I know, I know, but there's certain things that, as a grown-up, it's hard to order with a straight face. Like, this is, I know this is an old thing, and I don't even know if they make them anymore. Old-school Chinese restaurants always had the poo-poo platter. And if you didn't laugh when you ordered the poo-poo platter, you were dead inside. But that's that's another, you know, now I'm sure they've changed it to, like, the appetizer platter or the sampler platter or, you know, the, uh, oh, my God, you're so fat platter, whatever it is. But it was always, it was always embarrassing to order the poo-poo platter. That's why you would always take an infant with you and, then, and have them point and go, poo-poo platter. And you go, all right, that's, that's what we'll get. Well, I hope if you get, if you get a little peckish now, is this going to fill you up as much as the, uh, the fancy salmon roll would? I brought a sandwich. Oh man! Yeah, but it's 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 another depressing sandwich, just turkey and cheese. Oh boy, on white bread. Yeah, sourdough. Yeah, yeah. see, you, mm. you strike me as a white bread and mayonnaise guy. <laughs> I I am. It's mayonnaise and white bread. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally mayonnaise, turkey, and cheese. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. I, I you know I take listen. I'll be honest. It's to, to school every day. I take a turkey sandwich on a. 100 calorie English muffin. Yeah, you seem and like a peanut butter and jelly tur- guy. I like peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, you seem like one. Mm-hmm. I I don't take it to I I don't eat it very often. But in a pinch, if you know, if after the show I'm looking for something to eat and there I'm like oh, I don't really want to cook anything, I'll peanut butter and jelly it. There's always there's always a big jar of creamy jiff and some smuckers in the house. But I have to have it on toast. I can't eat it on just white bread. I gotta take my white bread and toast it up. That's another one of my weird, my weird yeah. foibles. Yeah, you know, I like. Uh, it's yeah, the crunch. Like little, adds adds a little crunch to it. I like a little toasty bread. That's good. And if and if I have milk in the house, then everything's good. But listen, right now everybody's like, "Boy, you're making us hungry, and it's dinner time." I understand. It's also beautiful outside, so everybody wants to be outside. Except, I don't know if you've noticed with the red flag warnings, which is horrible for the wildfires. So be careful. But the wind is blowing everything around. My eyes are itching like it's nobody's business. We went right from winter to, oh, my God, it's allergy season, and then next week we'll get some winter again. So it's very, very exciting. Uh, the other thing that's exciting is Waukesha is in the news again. Waukesha making news. Uh, why? Well, it's a continuation of a big story, and we will talk about that on the other side. The text question of the night, what is your least favorite Everyday home chore, 855-616-1620, the WTMJ Talk and Text Line. It's WTMJ Nights. Brian Noonan, WTMJ Nights. Glad you're with us. 855-616-1620 is the WTMJ Talk and Text Line. Our text question of the night, what is your least favorite everyday home chore? I told you mine, we're changing the sheets on the bed and also doing the laundry. You have responded with many things, and we have a very special return texter. This is exciting, Justin. But from the 262, waking up, 
Uh, Larry says cooking is his least favorite. Oh, I like to cook. Just now, during the week when I'm real busy, it's hard, but I like cooking on the weekends. Cleaning the bathroom, I am down with that, 262. The bathroom, Marty says, and the laundry. I, don't, I like doing the laundry. Do you do your own laundry, Justin? Uh, yeah, I do. All right. Do you like it? Do you mind it? I mean, who yeah, really likes I don't, it? I don't, I don't mind it. I probably yeah. do too much of it, so. Oh, well, you're a very clean young man. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I do most of the laundry here at the Casa, and I don't mind it. Uh, easily, it's getting ready for work, says another 262 number. I love my job, but I really hate getting ready. And Justin, we have not heard from our poet laureate in a while. Uh, they've been AWOL. I don't know where, but they are back, and we have a poem about household chores. Uh-huh. So chores you ask for which we hate, I think the thing that makes me wait and pause before I have to do it is something most folks admit they knew it. It's when the coffee pot screams at me and says, descaling, it's time to be. For when I try to do such things, the instructions I find do make me ring. My hand's a ton, since no matter what I do, the coffee pot won't cooperate to make my brew. Ah, very nice. Very nice. The Poet Laureate comes back. I love it. I I don't have a... uh, I don't have anything on my coffee pot that tells me to descale it. Every once in a while, though, you just go, Ugh, all right, uh, the coffee's, coffee's a little funky. Maybe we tr- try to clean it. And they always used to say just put vinegar in there. You know, you run, you fill up a pot with uh, vinegar, like mostly vinegar and some water, and then you run it through. But then you have to run it through like you have to run 10 pots of water just to make sure you don't have vinegar taste on your uh on your coffee the next day. So thank you, our Poet Laureate from the 414. Jeff says he hates cleaning the oven, especially when um, stalactites of old food hang from the griddle. Yeah. I used to... I remember being single and never cleaning the oven in, in any of the apartments I rented. I tried to be, you know, you try to, I tried to be good when I was cleaning and not have stuff, but I'm sorry. You can't cook a frozen pizza without cheese dripping onto the bottom. Uh, you have to, you know, there's things. But, yeah, I we, I thought, you know, because we have a self-cleaning oven, and I thought that's all you had to do. Doesn't that sound like it should be all you should? It says self-cleaning, right, Justin? You press a button, it cleans itself. You would think, you would think so. That is not correct. I did not know that until my, till my wife chastised me once because I did the self-clean, and... She's like, well, did you finish? I go, yeah, I pressed the button. I walked away. It's, you know, it's done. She goes, no, now you've got to go in and clean everything out that uh, burned up. It's like a crematorium in there. It gets so hot that it just burns everything off the sides, and it's all sitting on the bottom. So you have to go through and scrape out all the ash and stuff. I said, well, that's, that's not really self-clean, is it? That's just me turning the oven up to try to, you know, it's like when I clean the grill and I just get it really hot and then scrape the grates. Al says, laundry, what a ridiculous endeavor. I like to keep busy and don't mind working, but come on, I put something in the washer, then wait around for an hour or whatever, then put it in the dryer after four hours or so. I'm expected to fold and hang it. Uh, eight hours for three sets of undergarments. You only have three sets of undergarments, Al? Get some more, then you wouldn't have to do laundry that often. You know, uh, I'd rather throw them out and buy new ones. Yeah, or just buy some more and stockpile them, and then when you have a giant load of dirty undies, just toss them all in together. Um We've been following this story in Waukesha, as I'm sure you have, especially if you're a Waukesha resident. And I'd love to hear from you because to the outside world, 
it seems very silly. But I'm guessing from uh, all the follow-ups to this, if you are a resident of Waukesha, especially if you have children in school, this is a this is a big deal. So you remember the report that um, a Waukesha teacher was going to do a first grade recital, and the district said they couldn't sing Rainbow Land by Miley Cyrus and Dolly Parton. Um, then Miley Cyrus's foundation, the Happy Hippie Foundation, uh, was going to make a donation and they were going to send all kinds of books and that was fine and some people were very much against the fact that the principal and the district had banned this song pulled it after the kids had learned it uh now in fairness the teacher melissa temple is the um she is a dual language teacher in first grade at higher elementary in waukesha and she has been she's gotten grief from the administration before for having a rainbow flag in her room and different things well once this song got pulled the news got out and the principal was like well or the the superintendent was like well listen it's uh we didn't want anything that might be offensive and we we played the song and you've heard undoubtedly you've heard the lyrics of the song and it's basically about inclusion and everybody getting getting along it wouldn't be it be great if we all could just you know, basically be friends and live in a rainbow world where everybody is is together. And, yes, you know, I'm not naive. I'm not dumb. You're not dumb. We know, we know the rainbow flag is being used uh, by the LGBTQ community. I don't care. It doesn't bother me. I still like to see a rainbow. I still like rainbow stuff. I like a rainbow cone. I like, uh, you know, all that stuff. And I think real little kids see a rainbow and they think of unicorns and fairy tales and candyland and all that kind of stuff well anyway now that teacher has been put on administrative leave yes she is uh the the district confirmed that she is on leave uh they did that to the journal sentinel earlier today there is a group of waukesha parents announced monday that it wants the superintendent investigated for discrimination of LGBTQ students and staff. If you are in Waukesha or if you're following this story, what do you make of it? Is it is it as big a deal as people are making it? Obviously, if you are in that community, the LGBTQ community, it is a big deal anytime there's any sort of discrimination, either real or perceived, but this this seems this seems more on the real side than the perceived side because you know there's nothing wrong with the song it's he probably folded to the pressure of a few people um the group which is called uh the the uh i'm sorry the anyway the group is wants him investigated they want to see what's going on over there um and uh, it just it seems to be getting crazy. So last night there was a school board meeting, and they had about 100 people there that wanted to make comments. And there were comments on both sides. There were people who said this was ridiculous that they banned this song and the superintendent needed to be investigated. And then there were other people there who were like, yeah, no, I think this was a the right decision. And I think the, uh, you know, the schools need to be need to be stricter on these kind of things and they went out there so they had they had a hundred people there they let about two dozen speak they uh, let people comment for about an hour or so and when it comes down to it 
one of the commenters said, this is making Waukesha look like a laughingstock. If you are a Waukesha resident, is that true? 855-616-1620, the WTMJ Talk and Text Line. We have to do this. Then there's more. WTMJ Nights. Brian Noonan, WTMJ Nights. Glad you're here. 855-616-1620. That's the WTMJ Talk and Text Line. Our text question of the night, what is your least favorite household chore? We've had all kinds of responses. We'd love to hear yours. Uh, also, if you want to get involved in anything we're talking about, please jump right in. Uh, this came out today. Police Chief Jeffrey Norman and Mayor Kevlar Johnson are uh, pledging to crack down on loiterers uh, that are taking over, basically, the abandoned Walmart parking lot. Uh, up on the northwest side. That's the one that used to be at Spring Drive and 103rd, Silver Spring Drive and 103rd. Um, that Walmart, it was announced last month that they were closing. They said they didn't have, you know, it was a Walmart Supercenter big store. They said, oh, we weren't, uh, weren't making our money. And Walmart is starting to do that in a lot of major cities where it's funny, um, the inner city stores. In Milwaukee, they close a couple. In Chicago, they're closing a couple. They're looking around, and you know, you would think it's hard to believe. I sometimes that these stores in neighborhoods that don't really have a lot of other stores, some of them in food deserts, some of them in just places that you know, there's not a ton of other shopping options, are not making the projected money that these companies say. But either way, Walmart closed, so. This happened a couple times, but on Monday night, there were about two to 300 people in the parking lot, uh, and they were engaging in what was called, quote, dis disruptive activity. Now, that's happening in the parking lot. Um, the police went. They A big response. They gave out 50 tickets, made 36 traffic stops. Four people were arrested. A handgun was recovered, and four vehicles were towed. Um the mayor is said at a news conference says uh, his biggest worry was the potential for violence, and he he compared the situation to remember two years ago the incident at Midtown Center, uh, three hundred shots were fired there, two people were injured. So, according to the mayor, and this was he's laying down the throwing down the gauntlet. Uh, folks should be aware that the city of Milwaukee will take action. End quote. This is good. This is what we want the city to do, right? We want, if there's a targeted area, especially, I mean, they've gotten uh, complaints from nearby residents and businesses. You don't want this in your neighborhood. You don't want it anywhere. So this is what we want the police to do, right? I mean, it's what I want the police to do. It's what I want the city to do. If there is a potential for violence, and I'm going to say two to three hundred people in a parking lot, something something's going to jump off. And if you don't think that's true, I don't know where you've been living. You haven't been living in the real world for a long time. You can't. So what's happening is these these gatherings have been kind of curated over social media, and this happens. This isn't a unique to Milwaukee thing, but it is happening now here. So. Police are monitoring different social media platforms. They're trying to figure it out. Um, the police chief said, please note that we are monitoring, and this type of event is not going to be accepted. 
While the events were not violent, we will say again, the behavior will not be tolerated. They're talking tough, which I think is good. But how far do you want things to go? Do you want any sort of gathering to be broken up? I mean, this is an extreme, extreme example. You get this many people, you have to give out this many, uh, write this many tickets, tow some cars, find a gun. You know, where do we, where do we draw the line? I think if you're loitering, and uh, and a, a parking lot is still private property. It might not be Walmart's private property, but it's somebody's. So these people are trespassing on it. They're blocking driveways. They're driving recklessly. Uh, they're, uh, they're they're just doing all kinds of stuff, and it's freaking the people out who live around there and who have businesses around there. But my my concern is that for all the tough talk from the police chief and the mayor, and people saying yes, you know what we can't we can't have this in neighborhoods. We can't have these kind of gatherings where we don't know what's going to happen because the first time first time something really bad happens first time somebody is shot first time god forbid there's a, a shooting a car accident there's any sort of fatality serious injuries it's going to be where were the police and where was the mayor why why wasn't this nipped in the bud so i'm happy that they're i'm happy they're going to uh, as barney fife would say nip it in the bud but i worry for them because i also know that as much as we want this kind of thing stopped, there's always a chance that there's going to be a response that is not favorable to a lot of citizens. Something something could happen. When you have this many people, something bad could happen on either side. So let's see what I don't I don't understand it. I'm not I don't know why these kind of things would happen. I've you know, granted I'm out of the demographic. I'm not a young person who's looking for a place to hang out. Uh, I guess we all had places we hung out back when we were young. I don't remember anything this big. You know, there would be groups that would, you know, we'd meet up at the Forest Preserve or we'd, you know, a couple cars full of people would meet up at a fast food restaurant. But there was never, it would, we didn't have social media either. So you couldn't, you couldn't really call for a big assembly like this. By my old house, there's a mall. And it has been the target of a lot of these types of things, where it goes out on social media, and a few hundred teenagers and young people show up, and they're running through the mall, and they're vandalizing things, and they're, uh, you know, it's, they're blocking traffic on major streets, the police are called, people are being arrested, it's, it's to, to sound really old, it is youth gone wild. But... I also understand that when you're under 21, there's not a lot of places you can go. But there's got to be places to go with, you know, three or four or five of your friends. You don't need 200 strangers to hang out with because nothing good is going to happen. That, that, that makes me sound old, doesn't it, Justin? Nothing good is going to happen. <laughs> That's what my parents used to tell me. Nothing good's going to happen after midnight. I was about to say, after 2 a.m., nothing good. Yeah, you don't happens. have to. You don't need to be out that late. But, Mom, everybody stayed out that late. Nothing good's going to happen after 2 a.m. And having worked as a bouncer for a number of years and worked in nightclubs for a long time, yeah, nothing good really does ever happen after 2 a.m. Absolutely nothing. Those are the hours. Those are the hours when you really, really. 
do not want to be out. Uh, what do you think about this? I'm I'm all in favor of the police of the city cracking down on this kind of thing. If if for no other reason then I don't think the businesses around those around these places or around these gatherings should suffer because should suffer any more than they already have because of the loss of a big anchor store in the area. 855-616-1620. That's the WTMJ talking text line. Let's talk. It's WTMJ Nights. Brian Noonan, WTMJ Nights. 855-616-1620. That's how you get a hold of us. Uh, a new study came out, and I love to read all these studies that come out, only because sometimes I read them and... I just think, duh, of course. And I think to myself, I have to open a little research institute so I can start getting some of this money to conduct studies that everybody already knows. Uh, this particular study will come, of, come as no surprise to people who have pets and let their pets sleep with them. Justin, uh, I know you have a pet. Do you let your pets sleep with you? I do, yeah. Now, how big is your dog again? He, he, he's a big dog. Okay. Yeah. But, and so he sleeps with you. Uh, so this probably will not surprise you. A recent study says sleeping with your dog or cat can disrupt your sleep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, duh. <laughs> now, does your dog respect your boundaries? Yeah. No, definitely respects the boundaries. But really? Yeah, he does. Except it's just uh, he can't like he'll he'll chew his bone like sometimes super late at night and I'll have to <laughs> I'll have to like kick him out of my room or take his bone away from him. But like besides that, if he's like laying in my bed, I mean it's just me and like a queen size bed. So like there's there's enough room. Wow. He's, he's by he's by my feet, kind of like he's not okay. he, he's not a cuddler either. So he just like likes to be like like lay near me somewhere near you. Well, that's. Yeah. Yeah, our giant dog. Now, I don't know if he's giant. He's eighty pounds. He's big. He's yeah, old. that's pretty close. To, it's our. We have a, like a retriever, Chow Chow. So it's like a okay. retriever. Oh bit. yeah, the Chow. Yes, the yeah, Chow Chow. Yeah, yeah. Like um, sixty-two pounds, maybe sixty-five. That's a that's a big dog. Yeah, it is. It it's is. like having a to, uh, You know, that's like having a first grader sleeping in your bed. With you. <laughs> At least the first grader you could go, hey, move over. Our dog respects no space. You know, that's why I don't I don't sleep with the dogs, but. He has slept with us, and he tries, he wants to be right on top of you, like almost in a creepy way, but he wants to snuggle as close as he can, he won't move over, sometimes he'll sleep, uh, you know, head to toe like like a person would, sometimes he wants to sleep across, uh, my granddaughter's dog, when he's over, or my granddaughter, my daughter, I don't have a, wow, I just aged myself way past. My grand dog, I meant to say, my my daughter's dog, is a tiny chewini, like 22 pounds. But he likes to burrow, and he also does not respect space. So I, that's why I put the kibosh on all dogs in the beds. I love my dogs, but I don't let them, um, I don't let them do it, let them sleep there. But this has become a big thing amongst a lot of couples, according to this survey. Um and I don't know if it's led to fights in your house. It didn't really lead to any serious disagreements in, in my house. It was just like, we can't do this anymore. And my wife was like, yeah, these dogs are out of their minds. They, uh, they can't sleep with us anymore. But I'm wondering from you if it has been a problem, if what, letting your pet 
whether it's a dog, cat, ferret, I don't know what you have at your house, a uh, cockatiel, whatever it is, if you let them sleep in bed with you, has that caused a problem between you and your partner? And if you have a pet that you sleep with that you, uh, you don't care and you're single, would you ever end or discount a relationship because someone didn't like your pet? Like, I've joked with my daughter, if she started dating, uh, what would what would happen if the person didn't like Walter? That's her dog. And she's like, well, we would be done. There's, there's no way around it. And I think, you know, had I had a dog when I was single, and I met someone and they didn't like my dog, sorry, I, I that would have been a deal breaker for me too. You got to have, uh, no, um, <laughs> Jeff... Jeff t- sent in a text about the loitering, and we're gonna we're we're gonna get we'll get back to it. we we Jeff you know we jump around we got a lot of things going on here, but now we're talking about sleeping with your pets because because uh, they are fun. Now, does your girlfriend enjoy your dog, Justin? Yeah, yeah, that's good. What if she what? And I know it's your family dog, so it's not like uh, it's not like just yours. But if if she really hated your dog, would that? Put a little bee in your bonnet that maybe this is not the relationship for you. Oh, 100%. Good. That's what I like to hear. 100%. A man who's loyal to his dog, because you know your dog would be loyal to you. Exactly. All right. So so it's not that that far-fetched to think that, uh, you know, my daughter wasn't that out of line, and I'm not that out of line in my thinking to go, no, you like me, you like my pet, and if you don't like my... Now, if you say, in you know, in general, when we first meet, I don't like dogs... I go, okay, well, sorry, I have two dogs, and I like them very much. Um, and then you go on to tell me I was uh, viciously attacked by a dog. I go, then we really shouldn't be together. Because I'll, I'll call you, you know, in 15, 20 years when my dogs die, and then maybe we can uh, maybe we can get together then for a cocktail, and you can tell me all about it. But uh, very sorry about that. So what about you? Do you sleep with your pets, and has it caused a problem in a relationship, either the one you're in now or one that you ditched because somebody just said, no way, I do not like that animal. 855-616-1620, it's WTMJ Nights. We are talking about this new study that uh, I, I like to call it a duh study because... So sleeping with your dogs or cats can disrupt your sleep. I know people who sleep with... My daughter sleeps with her dog nonstop. Uh, that dog never sleeps either. He used to have like a, a pen, cage, or, uh, whatever you want to call it. Uh, when he was a puppy, he slept in that. Then he slept on a dog bed. Now he sleeps in her bed. And besides disrupting your sleep, it also uh, asks about if it has been a problem in your relationships. And it has for people who... Don't want that. From the 920, I sleep with four big dogs, 45 pounds up to 100 pounds. Wow, that's a lot of canine in bed. There's no room for a partner, and I like it like that. And yes, when I did have a partner, it was an issue. I can imagine. I can imagine if, hey, uh, you know, you want to stay over? Sure, that would be fun. Uh, Well, you've got to share the bed not only with me, but with my four giant dogs. Okay. Okay, that seems like a lot. I don't know how big a bed. It'd be funny if it was like a twin bed or a double. Uh, but it's that's a lot of dogs to sleep with. And again, I love my dogs, but I also need my sleep. So I have drawn the line at no uh, no doggy doggies in the bed, and that's just you know that's just the way it goes. 
Oh, this is uh, this is big news. We're gonna get to that. I don't about Montana and TikTok. We got to talk about that. And then I got I want to talk to you guys after the news about something that I've noticed happening more and more. Not only at concerts, but at uh, plays and different things, where there is a response happening now that used to be very rare, and now it seems commonplace. And I think that it may have lost its specialness. I know, this sounds very, you're like, what What are you talking about? Well, I'll tell you after this. You can always respond to the text question of the night, which is, well, ongoing until we uh, get out of here at 8 o'clock for Brewers Baseball. What's your least favorite household chore? Everybody's looking at spring cleaning now. So, mine, uh, a lot. Listen, we'll get to all of that. We've got an hour left. Get involved, jump in. We're going to get to the news after this on WTMJ Nights. More WTMJ Nights coming up. The day is over, but the night has just begun. This is WTMJ Nights, live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue. Here's your host, Brian Noonan. Hey, how are you? Where you been? We've been around for an hour. Glad you made it, though. 855-616-1620. That's how you get a hold of us, whether you want to uh, talk to us. And by us, I mean, of course, Justin, who's answering the phones, and uh, my trusty companion here, and uh, or you can text us. Either way, that's fine. Text question of the night, your least favorite household chore. Chime in. We've had some good answers. All right. Uh, Justin, at the beginning of the program, you were a little out of sorts. You had had a mishap with your dinner. I did. Your sushi was not what, uh, well, it was exactly what you ordered, but you did not order correctly. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. So we don't. We want to make sure we are not besmirching the sushi establishment. We are besmirching you because you did. Were you just in a hurry? Did you forget? Yeah, you, I was in a hurry. Like I, I guess I was in a hurry. Like I was definitely rushing myself, but I was just. I don't even know what I was thinking. Like I, I was so caught off guard when I took my sushi out of my paper bag and I just, just looked at my food with disappointment. That's a sad sentence in its own right. When I took my sushi out of a paper bag, right there, it takes away all the, you know, all the centuries of Japanese cuisine and the sushi makers who, you know, apprentice under master sushi makers to learn how to make a roll, uh, you know, a salmon roll or whatever that was what you ordered. But then to say, yes, I had to put it in a paper bag like a fast food hamburger. <laughs> or, you know, a chili dog. That's what they the do. sushi coming out of the bag. Yeah, you say, well, I said, like, I, I want my food to go. So th- they'll put it in a paper bag for you if it's to go. Because, like, okay. yeah, but... They don't put it in, like, a nice plastic tray or something? No, yeah, they do. And the tray's, okay. yeah, the tray's like, in the paper bag. Oh, the tray's in the bag. It's a, it's a, they just drop a roll no, of, no, no, in no, a paper no, no, bag. No, no, oh, here no. you go. And you're like, I better get back to the studio before it soaks <laughs> through this bag. So you were in a hurry. Now, wouldn't they, do they, they're right outside the door. They are. They wouldn't mm-hmm. bring it over to you? Like, if you were running late, you couldn't no, come they, over there and go, hey, sushi man? No, they give you, like, one of those buzzers. Oh, come on. Yeah. Usually, you, usually, like, you every, try, every single place. You who you were? <laughs> yeah, every, listen. <laughs> every single place uh, does the little text, your, readies or, or your order's ready, but this place gives you the buzzer. Right. And yeah, and it's yeah, super, you know, super instead loud. Instead of buzzing too. me, why don't you just come and knock on the window? Exactly. <laughs> no, it's it's literally the like I am staring at the sushi place yes, right now. I know. So it's right there. All they'd have to do is like wave to you, and you could meet them at the door. They could hop over. Exactly. They would be gone 
such a short time, nothing would happen to the sushi stand. 15 seconds I, max. Yes, and just bring it over and present it to you on one of those nice little band blue uh, trays. Exactly. And I, I deserve that, that. I deserve that. I go there once a week at least. I, I deserve that treatment. You are working at a large market radio station. This is not, uh, you know, you're not out in the middle of a field at a 5,000 water somewhere. You're on <laughs> WTMJ. This is a big deal. Exactly. And they so don't get maybe, that. Maybe, yeah, maybe you drop a business card over there next time you go and go, hey, how about we just make eye contact? I give you my cell. We, you know, you, you know look my over, order. I give you the thumbs up. I have a standing order. If I give you the thumbs up, you bring it over. A couple hand signals. Yeah, that's all you got to do. Well, just uh, say, here's what I like. That way you won't, you won't make another mistake and get the wrong order. They'll know that, hey, at 6.05, I want you to look over. I'm going to give you the high sign if it's a yes. I'm going to give you a thumbs down if it's a no. If it's a yes, you know exactly what to make. Then, you know, you, you text me, tell me it's ready. I'll meet you at the door. My credit card's on file. <laughs> How often do you get sushi? Maybe you do want to put your credit card on file. I probably should. That would be, listen, <laughs> I'm just, you're a baller now. You're, you know, you're working 18 jobs. You're a degenerate gambler. You're the kind of guy who needs to have, uh, you know, a sushi connection without. You don't want to. You don't want to have to mingle with the general public when you're getting your sushi. Exactly. Exactly. Especially since I deserve it's so, better. You know what you got to do? Go up to the boss and ask him. I know we just put all this money into these beautiful new studios. Maybe they cut a, a drawer like at the bank. <laughs> And so it just opens, like, right behind the host chair. Just put the drawer in there, and when they're ready, we open the drawer, they drop in your sushi, we pull it in. It's like going to the Walgreens drive-thru. Exactly. And ju just to be clear, this is all because I messed up on the order. Oh, yeah. Tape. It's, so it's this Justin's is, fault. This is all my fault, guys. But, but if this is a way but, to take your human error out of the equation. Exactly. So you would never make, of course, you'd never be able to change your order. You'd yeah. have to have the same salmon roll every time. That is true. Salmon avocado roll every time. That, it sounds good though, but every time. Well, I mean, you know, you could you could always if you're if you need to change your order, you'll have your communications, or just just slap just take a poster board and slap it on the window. <laughs> hey, sure this is, this is what I want. <laughs> hey, sushi guys, two, this so, is what two I need. sushi rolls ASAP. <laughs> Flag them over. We got it. Listen. I think I think with all us talking about him, once you know, go tell him, hey, we'll we'll start using your name, but uh, you know, you got to hook a, hook a brother up with a sushi, a sushi roll, exactly, you know, <laughs> salmon avocado without Please. any. I don't want any. I don't want any craziness. I want the salmon avocado. I want to come to the door. We're gonna meet each other halfway. This is this is a beautiful American capitalism exercise. I want to buy your product. You want to sell your product. I'm going to make a mistake and screw myself out of what I really want, so we're going to make arrangements so you can help me be a better customer. I think it all works out. You know what's not working out? TikTok. Here's my question for you. Uh, TikTok has been in the news and it's about to be and it's in the news again. Uh, are you afraid of TikTok really? I mean, we hear the government is banning TikTok on government devices in many states and in the federal government. Nobody can be on TikTok on their government device. Now, there's a state that wants to ban TikTok. Is it a big worry for you? And is TikTok something that you are even using? 
I know we talk about these stories like everybody is using something. We do that with Twitter because, we, oh, something was on Twitter, and we, we just assume that everybody's on And I know a lot. Most people are not on Twitter. Some people aren't. There's people who aren't on any social media whatsoever. Um, I am not on TikTok. That's the one I don't know. So I'm not afraid of it. But we hear all these stories about possible Chinese connections and this and that. Are you afraid of it? Do you use it? And after all these news stories have come out, have you stopped using it and deleted it? 855-616-1620. We'll talk about that. And surprise, surprise, TikTok actually doing something good. Man, oh man, who'd have thunk it? It's WTMJ Nights. Oh, my goodness. TikTok, it's everywhere. Everybody's talking about it. People on TikTok making tons of dough. Uh, You can see just about everything on TikTok, I guess. Uh, Every time we talk about this, I say that I'm not on it. I, I have the app on the phone, but I don't remember my password or username, so I can't really log in. And uh, I don't really have any desire. I'm not going to post a video. I'm not going to do a dance or dump something on my head. But um, we've also heard all the, you know, the congressional hearings and everything about the possible Chinese connection with TikTok. One of the owners is a Chinese company, even though the on Capitol Hill they're like, no, they don't have anything to do with it. I, it's enough to make some people nervous. Millions of people don't care um instead of uh, tiktok i listen to late night radio Uh, okay well that's good i'd rather have well this is not late night it's early evening but i'd rather have you here than on tiktok uh now granted i'm not going to shake anything in your direction texter but uh just know that i could if i wanted to well we know governments are or the government And a lot of state governments, federal government, a lot of state governments have said no TikTok on your personal, on the government devices. Well, now Montana is on the, who knew there were enough people in Montana to actually use TikTok? That was mean. I don't know why I said that. It's coming from, I don't know, just a place of ignorance, I guess. It's Every time I see Montana, I think I should really move to Montana. It looks beautiful and there don't seem to be a lot of people, which is not a slam. That is Definitely a bonus. Anyway, Montana's on the verge of passing a statewide ban on TikTok. Yes, for people, citizens, you and me. Now, the proposal's going to ban downloads within the state. You and I would not be fined or face any penalty if we had TikTok on our phone. However, the App Store and TikTok would be fined up to $10,000 per violation. So again... They're not going to find private citizens, but they are going to find TikTok and whatever app store the app was downloaded from, which is basically a way to pressure some of these app stores to drop TikTok from their platform. The bill has support from the Republican-controlled legislature. It could see a full vote by the end of the week. Um, This doesn't... You know, Justin, I know you said you're on TikTok sometimes. I am. Right? It's it's a lot. I'm I'm on TikTok a lot. Oh, you're on TikTok a lot. Okay. I, I, yeah. So, do you you're you're the guy, you're in the age group of the prime demographic for TikTok. Yes. Do you worry at all about all these news stories about China and your information no. and 
Not even, not even like a little bit. Okay, and is that just because you figure our information is all out there anyway, or you just don't care? Well, or, I just don't like know? really care. Like, I don't like see the problem with anything. Like, every single time I go on the app, I just feel like I just see. I scroll through sports and I scroll right. through like comedians and like I don't understand how that's really hurting me. I, mean, I don't post on TikTok. I'm just a scroller. I just I just You're not paying any bills on TikTok? No, I'm you just You haven't entered in any credit card information? No, none, none of that. I just I just scroll. So I don't really see the problem yeah. with that. But it is weird how you'll have a conversation with a buddy and then you go on TikTok and that's the first thing you see is what you were talking about. That 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 happened has happened way too many times. But yeah, and the like. I'm the not algorithms scared, no. are always not worrisome, but I'm. I don't know how bigger bigger brains than mine have figured out these algorithms. Where you know you like a couple pictures, and this is on Instagram too, and Facebook as well. Any social media platform, you like something, and all of a sudden that's all you see. I went on Instagram the other night. All I saw was steak and pizza. That was. <laughs> It was like every post was either somebody making steaks or pictures of pizza. And then, you know, a couple days later, if I had liked something else, uh, you know, in the suggestive, all of a sudden that's all I'm seeing. Hey, look, here's 8,000 posts about polar bears. Or, oh, look, all the beer and whiskey posts. Or, yes, there may have been, you know, some uh, pictures of, uh, you know, uh, the fairer sex on there. I'm not going to lie. But, um you know, I don't. I don't really worry about it either. I figure at this point, I'm not. I'm not entering my credit card anywhere. And really, that's all I worry about is credit card and like so. And I don't put my social security number on anything. So, but I'm sure it's out there. Everything's out there. Uh, from the two six two, I'm old. I'm an old school kind of person. So it wouldn't phase me. I don't do Facebook, Facebook, Twitter, or TikTok. It's not for me. Yeah, and. It's not for a lot of people. It's it's one of those things that you hear about a lot because things go viral. But all right, it's it's interesting. I'm glad. Thank you for uh, being honest about that because um, Justin, it's. I wondered if people really cared. It, yeah, I figured they couldn't that much because there's millions of people on the platform. I don't think anyone really my age, especially younger, care. Yeah. Yeah. Like nobody in high school would care. No, they, they no. listen, not even people in high school aren't watching the news. Let's be honest. They they don't know if the the CEO of TikTok was on Capitol Hill. They think that's they think that's a euphemism for something, you know? They have no they have no clue. So yeah, they, they those people wouldn't care and I guess since TikTok what where would you say the the prime demo is for TikTok. It's got to be like 15 to 35, maybe. That would be my yeah. guess. Yeah, no, yeah, you hit it pretty spot on. Probably like 14 to like 30. What are 14-year-olds putting on TikTok? Well, what is it? Is that, is that middle school? I, I lose track of like 14 age is probably, and, and grade. Yeah, eighth grade, freshman year. Oh, high 100, 100, yeah, seventh grade and up. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. What do seventh graders put on TikTok? Those those are the seventh graders like dancing to all the crazy songs and stuff. Okay, posting all those uh, trendy dances. Is there a new trendy dance? 
<laughs> I, I wouldn't know. I'm sports and comedians. I know, but maybe you know, maybe you like one trendy dance, and then all of a sudden for three days all you're seeing is trendy dancers. And you're like, I just want to know about the NFL draft. <laughs> that, that, that does happen, though. Like You'll, you'll get some yeah. random stuff on your feed, and you're just like, get out of here. Yeah, I don't want to see you. Well, hold on. Maybe I do. Uh, no, I really shouldn't. All right. TikTok, for all its ills, has done something good. What did they do? I'll tell you after this on WTMJ. Brian Noonan, WTMJ Nights. A couple minutes before the news, we were talking about TikTok. And, you know, TikTok can do good. All, all these social media sites, if used correctly, can do good. This is a story out of the UK. I found it very, found it heartwarming, which is, you know, something that I rarely do is find things heartwarming. But a woman named Carly Bud, she grows produce for people in need. She's fed more than 1,600 people in the UK. Uh, and she's on TikTok. She's got a lot of followers on there. She does uh, she does good things. She's got a Meal on Me with Love initiative. That's what she calls her program, where she grows vegetables and things and then provides meals for people. Well, um, because there's, I guess, like here, there's a lot of, because of inflation and stuff, a lot of issues in the U.K. with people not having enough to eat. So she started growing this. Well, she posted a video on TikTok the other day that said she came out and she found her garden vandalized. Somebody had poured all kinds of salt all over it. And if you are a gardener or a farmer or anybody, you know that salt not only kills the crops, but it screws up the soil. So she came on and she posted this video. She was very sad. Um, and suddenly the video has been viewed more than 1.6 million times. And strangers are sending in donations to help her raise money to keep this going. Uh, I mentioned that in November, she began posting about her A Meal on Me with Love initiative. She assembles fruits and vegetables she grows in her garden, uh, and then she puts them in donation boxes and delivers them to people in need, which is great. She said, I have single-handedly fed 190 people, transformed my whole garden into the allotment. This was back in November. Well, now she's been feeding people since then. She came out with the video. She said, everything I've planted won't grow, and I can't replant on it because it won't grow. People started commenting. They started sending uh, money. They offered her tips on how they could get things to grow. One one person commented, we can fix this, and then all of a sudden money started coming in. Um, first one was like a 10-euro donation, then another one, then another one, and then another one. Um, she said that she's raised 83,290 euro. The, the like GoFundMe that she had set up, was aiming for four thousand dollars, four thousand euro. She's got eighty three thousand euro, all thanks to the people on TikTok. So, yes, do I make fun of something I don't understand, aka TikTok? Sure, I do. Do I think influencers are highly overrated? Yeah, most of them. But then something like this comes along, and you go, okay, see, this is why social media was invented to keep us connected. The idealized version is for something like this. Somebody to say, hey, um, I was doing something good, and somebody screwed me over. And then, you know, if you can help me, please help me. And people going, yeah, you know what, we can help you, because we appreciate what you're doing. We're all for it, so let us, uh, let us help you out. So good for you, TikTokers. Uh, that's probably the, the only time you're going to hear me say that, Justin. Good for you, TikTokers.
On the other side of the news, we're going to have a little fun. We're going to talk uh, some animal stories as we get ready to head into Brewers Baseball, which comes your way after the news at 8 o'clock there in San Diego. Right now, we are in Milwaukee and about to head to the WTMJ 24-hour breaking news center. That's where Jessica Gatso is. Brian Noonan, WTMJ Nights. Here until 8 o'clock, then after the news, it's Brewers Baseball from San Diego, one of the most beautiful places in the country. Have you ever been to San Diego, Justin? I have not, but I've been to California. Where where in California did you go? Santa Cruz. Oh, that's very nice, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah very nice. Mm-hmm. San Diego is, uh, the if you like the weather, like 72 and sunny, 95% of the time. San Diego is for you. Now, of course, uh, you got to have some dough to live there, but it's uh, it's got a lot of history. It's just it's just beautiful. Just the weather, everything is just gorgeous down there. And where the uh, where the Padres play is right in the Gaslight District downtown. Beautiful, beautiful. Oh man, I love I love San Diego. Except I had a uh, we're going to move into animals. I had a uh, talking about San Diego always triggers me. Because I had a run-in with a giraffe there, Justin. And it did not go well. When you hear about giraffes, you usually think these big, fragile, gentle beasts, don't you? They wander around. They got the giant tongues. They eat leaves out of trees. They're quiet. They're docile. Oh, look at them. They run on their fragile little legs. That's kind of what you think about a uh, a giraffe. You ever been up close to a giraffe, Justin? Like at at the zoo, just okay at the zoo. They, they don't seem hostile, do they? I don't, I don't think so. Are they angry no. little creatures or big creatures? No, they seem docile, don't they? Yeah. Well, we were at the uh, San Diego Zoo, which is world famous, beautiful zoo. I heard it's incredible. Oh my god! But you gotta be ready. It's in it's on the hills. It's it, you gotta be ready to walk. But they have pandas. Uh, they've got it. All. It's beautiful, beautiful, and they have. They also have uh, the San Diego Wildlife Park, which is another beautiful place to see, to see animals. And I know people have different uh, opinions about zoos. Don't at me. I, you know, I think these zoological societies do a great job. Uh, they research. They're doing their best to help protect animals. And yes, I know. Should a tiger be in an enclosure? Well, ideally, they would be out in the wild. But then, you know, we've got people killing them. So it's nice. You know, I, I I don't mind a good big zoo, and the San Diego Zoo is a top-notch one. So anyway, they have this giant giraffe enclosure, and it's 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 enormous, but it's kind of down. So up on a hill overlooking this, you're watching all the giraffes. They graze. Oh, they're having so much fun, and they have a platform where you can feed the giraffe. You know, they have a bunch of leaves there, and they have a person from the zoo working there, and they say, okay, what you do is you take one of these leaves and you stand up on the step, and the giraffe will walk right up, and you'll be able to reach up and feed the giraffe. Doesn't that sound lovely? Oh, my goodness. You're getting that up close with nature to a a, a creature who is beautiful. There's no doubt about those. Oh, man, those giraffe eyes, they look at you. They flash those long giraffe lashes. You're lost in them. They're dreamy looking at a giraffe's face. So my daughter does it. She was like four at the time. And, oh, she's thrilled. She can't believe it. It's it's the greatest thing ever. You know, the giraffe walks up very slowly. 
My daughter, the, the woman says, okay, hold out your hand. My daughter holds out her hand, and she's got the, the leaf in there, and the giraffe's big tongue comes out and just <laughs> grabs the leaf, and my daughter giggles. Oh, she's so happy. Then my wife goes, I'm going to feed this giraffe. So my wife does the same thing, and my wife reaches up. The giraffe bends down its little head, takes the leaf, Oh, man, my wife's like, you got to try this. It's the greatest thing. These giraffes eat right out of your hand. How can you turn that down? A chance to feed a giraffe. Well, here's the, de the difference between me, my wife, and my daughter. I am very, very tall. I'm 6'5". Um, I didn't realize I was going to be eye level with the giraffe when I stood up on the platform, as I was instructed to do by the zoo employee. This was not, I wasn't free-ranging here. I wasn't like out in the savannah trying to wrestle a giraffe to the ground. Well, for all their docile appearance, if you stare a giraffe in the eyes, they get very, very mad. So I go up on the, on the step, I have the leaf in my hand, I'm holding it out, and I'm looking right at this giraffe's eyes. I'm actually lost in its eyes. It was, as I said before, dreamy. The giraffe didn't like that I was making straight-up eye contact with it and started to hiss. I'm guessing you've never heard a giraffe hiss, Justin. I have not. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't sound happy. Oh, I would be so scared. It was like... <laughs> and it started to, like, bop its head like you wanted to give me a I was about to say, bump. yeah, did, did their neck, like, go super yes, horizontal? Yes, the whole thing. It, it yeah. was like... I, I heard, I heard the, that's what happens when they get mad is that their necks or like their head gets like super horizontal and sometimes yep. like sway back and forth. Mm hmm. Imagine that being like 12 inches from your face. Not good. So it was so, it was so obvious that this giraffe wanted a piece of me that the woman from the zoo was like, oh, sir, you have to get down right now. You've upset the giraffe. I'm like, I've upset the giraffe. I was trying to give it a snack. And now I've upset the giraffe. Please, please get down. I'm like, all right, I, I don't want to fight a giraffe. I came to the zoo for a nice day with my family. I want to see pandas and things. Uh, yeah, so just I'm anybody who's traveling, if you're, if I don't know, maybe you're going out for the, it's a four-game series in San Diego. Uh, after the game, before the game, maybe you go to the zoo. Be careful of the giraffes because they're not, they're not as gentle as they seem. Uh <laughs> Jeff says the monkeys and the flamingos creep me out. Oh, I no, I disagree. I love monkeys and flamingos. I like the flamingos that they're standing on one little like toothpick leg and they never seem to get tired. They just stand there, never wobble nothing. Um geese, I will agree. Mo geese are geese I won't get near cuz you hear them hissing at you from a long way away. Goose geese have a reputation of being jerks. But I would have never guessed that a giraffe was going to be so so nasty. So, so today we were doing a project in school, and there was a giraffe involved, and that triggered me, and now I'm talking about San Diego, and I'm, I can't help but have these memories flood back in. I'm probably going to need to lay down in a fetal position, Justin, during the next break. So talk me, talk me down nicely. Because you need an Aaron, Aaron Rodgers darkness room. I do need a darkness room. That's right. And, and when I come out, I don't want you to have a giraffe puppet on your hand. Like poking it up from behind the behind the window, no pranks, no giraffe pranks. Uh, we do have some more animal stories. Hopefully, it, listen. I I love a good. I had an encounter with an animal and it did not go well. Story. Not. I don't want to hear that you're you know 
your brother lost an arm to an orangutan. We don't, you know, something that has a happy ending, we're down for. Uh, I don't want to. Did you see the story about the guy who got swallowed up to his waist by a hippo? What? That was in the news today. A where? Guy, where? I forget where he was, but he, he got swallowed up to his waist by a hippopotamus. He survived, and that is supposedly the strongest bite on the planet. Like a pedestrian or like a, a worker? He was he was he was a guy. I'll get this. I'll get the story during break. In fact, Jeez. let's take the break. Let's take our break. I'll get that story, and we'll do that. And we got some more animal stories. And your uh, your animal reflections and encounters are always welcome. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. It's WTFJ night. All right, we were talking some animal stories here on WTFJ nights. Basically, started with me reminding you that the Brewers are in San Diego. Starting uh, coverage starts after eight o'clock, and then telling the story of being, uh, you know, threatened by a giraffe. And I mentioned this story I saw earlier today about a man who was swallowed up to his waist by a hippo. Now he survived, but this it happened in Zimbabwe. This guy is a um, safari. He leads canoe safaris throughout Zimbabwe, and he his name is Paul Templer. So he gets a call to fill in for somebody who is supposed to do a tour or a safari because that guy got malaria, which I guess happens in Zimbabwe. So there were, um, there were four canoes. Nope, seven canoes. Seven canoes. Three canoes full of tourists. Um, the other four were Paul. He had his own. And then three apprentice guides. So Evans was... Evans is one of the the apprentices. His canoe gets knocked off course. He's into deeper water. All of a sudden, they hear this big thud. A bull hippo had attacked the canoe. So this guy, Paul, says he's going to go get you. He told everybody else on the safari, paddle back to safety. He goes to try to get this apprentice guy. Now, I'm looking at pictures of a hippopotamus with its mouth open, and it is terrifying. Supposedly the strongest bite on the planet. Um, so he gets there. He's reaching into the water. He's about to grab the guy, and all of a sudden everything goes dark. He can feel his legs and everything. He gets one hand free, and he feels the hippo's snout bristles, and he realizes where he is. He said it was slimy, slippery, wet. It smelled like a rotten egg. I am so far down his throat. And I'm not a small guy, so I managed to grab hold of the tusks and push myself out and burst to the surface. He said, I've been underwater a while, but I came up and I'm face-to-face -face with the guide I'm trying to rescue. Um, I say, we really need to get out of here. I start swimming, but I looked back, and he wasn't going anywhere. Um, his eyes were like saucers. He tried to stay afloat, but I think adrenaline literally overwhelmed him. So I turned and swam back. Just as I'm moving in to grab his head, I'm hit from below. Once again, I'm up to my waist down the hippo's throat. Can you imagine the horror? You're be Justin, you would be coming hippo sushi. I you are the be, hippo salmon roll at this point. I, I am in the real life hungry, hungry hippos. Yes. Oh, these hippos were hungry. And they're you gotta look up uh look up this story to see these pictures. It's terrifying. He said the hippo was tr thrashing him around. Then it spit him out. He started swimming away. Uh, he made pretty good progress. But then another giant bull hippo came charging toward him with his mouth wide open. He got a direct hit. 
swallows him up down to his waist, and chomps down. He said only his head, neck, and shoulders were outside of the mouth. How deep is a hippo's throat? And that's not a euphemism. If you could take a full-grown man up to the shoulders... Oh, man. Well, I've just canceled all my dreams of going on a safari someday. Or I'd stay on land and stay far away from the hippo. Uh, He said the hippo went berserk. He threw me into the air. Um, Then I fell back. It caught caught him in his mouth. Um, Thought he was going to chomp him in half. Now, I don't know how you survive this. But he survived. He's he's okay. He said the pain was excruciating. Um, It was a life or death decision. And he decided he would fight. And so he did, and he, he survived which is insane. He did lose an arm, but he is he's back in Zimbabwe. And he's gone back a few times after his attack. Oh my goodness. That is the that is probably the scariest animal story we have ever done. And it is all about a man and a hippo. See, this my brother, two of my brothers went on a safari and they loved it. They had beautiful pictures, but they were like in a truck. That's a good way to be. A truck with a guy who had a gun, just in case. Uh, the 414 says, My brother-in-law hated being around hummingbirds. I went with him in the mountains. I was okay, and they went after him. He was tall and balding. Oh, yeah. See, those birds will peck your head. I don't trust birds. They're dead eyes. Just looking at you. Big beaks. No, thank you. Here's one. This is Well, this is, this is a cautionary tale. A tiger bites the arm of a man who was reaching into an enclosure at a Florida zoo. man who worked for a cleaning service at the Naples Zoo uh, was seriously injured when a tiger bit his arm. See, that's just, oh. You work around these animals, I don't, I, I don't know, it takes a different kind, of, takes a different kind of, uh, of person to work around these big animals. Uh, all right, let's do one more, then we'll take a quick break before we start getting out of here. This is a little, this is a little more lighthearted. Officers chased uh, by an officer was chased by a loose cow on a rural car. You have to really upset a cow for it to come after you. Cows again, very docile. I'm sure there are some uh, farmers and some dairy people who would say, "Well, Brian, you don't, uh, you haven't been around a cow when it's, uh, you know, gotten a little upset. Maybe the milking machine a little too cold at 4:30 in the morning. Cows don't like it." Uh, California Highway Patrol officer's dashboard camera captured the moment that a loose cow he was attempting to wrangle turned. And attempted to throw him into the air. Man, don't mess with cows. That is that is one bad beef. Uh, spokesman for the CHP said the officer was attempting to convince the loose cow to leave the highway when the 2,000-pound animal turned to face him. You can't reason with 2,000 pounds of angry hamburger. You just can't. Uh, the Los Angeles Times said that the cow took offense. <laughs> That's they actually said took offense to Brett. What did he call it? Come on, you fat cow. Don't body shame a cow. Everybody knows that. Tempted to throw him into the air, he only managed to land a glancing blow on the officer's right shoulder. So he is he is fine. He called him a meat locomotive. That's a good that's a good name for a cow, a meat locomotive. So that's uh that is that. All right. Justin, we're going to take a quick break, right? And then we're going to come back. We're going to wrap things up. Is that how it's going to be? That's how it's going to work. Then that's how it's going to be here on WTMJ Nights.
Brian Noonan getting ready to wrap things up for tonight. Brewers baseball comes your way after the 8 o'clock news. The Brewers in a four-game, starting a four-game series in San Diego. So maybe you'll run into Ron Burgundy and some of his leather-bound books. But uh, we'll be back tomorrow night at 6. Justin, it's Friday. We're going to have some fun. We'll do some at the breweries. We'll have some Friday fun. We'll just uh, wrap up the week. Um, quick text. Jeff, Jeff said if uh, zoos are going to have chimpanzees, they should be required to strap them onto gurneys, force them to wear bite-proof masks like Hannibal Lecter. Yes, um, yeah, chimps can get that's that's people who raise who raise monkeys and chimps always get in trouble too. The people who have apes at their house are uh, are not not good. So we will, uh, as I said, we will be back tomorrow. We're going to head off to the news now. Justin, thank you for all your help tonight. Good tomorrow. Order your sushi correctly. I hope it works out. We'll find out how your dinner situation goes tomorrow. Thank you all for listening and being part of the show. Talk to you again tomorrow. Brewers baseball after the news on WTMJ. That's a lot of dogs to sleep with. That's just the way it goes.